Hello, I am back to talk about EMDR. Um, I did another session with my therapist yesterday where we did like a we did we did a lot. <laughs> we made a lot of progress. I can already feel like the progress that has happened with me today. Like I know that sounds ridiculous <laughs> that it would take effect that quickly, but it really does for me um I honestly don't know if it's like if this is normal per se um if it's normal to like have it work so quickly and so well like the last time I worked on a memory with her um it was a like a sexual abuse memory and like I also felt like positive effects from it like as soon as I like came home from that session so I don't know I I honestly think that this is why I've I know I've said this a million times but I think that when it comes to like heavy duty complex trauma work where you're thinking about memories that you don't like to think about because they're painful and connected to like negative thoughts about yourself or other people or just the or like the world just whatever they're connected to they're not something that you enjoy at all in any way shape or form it's difficult to do um that you the number one thing I think for me of why it's working so well is that I trust my therapist and I feel comfortable being able to tell her about the memories that I'm thinking about and like what happens when you're doing it like when you're actually doing the trauma work um like you don't need to tell them everything that like you don't technically you don't really need to tell them anything super specific about the memory if you don't want to and you don't really have to tell them that much about what's going on with what you're seeing if you don't want to but I want to um just from how it like my own background with how everything's gone, like, the fact that everything with my abuse was kept secret for so long that I don't like to keep it secret anymore, so I want to tell people, and honestly, this is just my own personal opinion, but I think that it's a good idea to do that if you, um, if you get to the point where you trust your therapist enough to tell them those things, and not only to tell them the memory, but to tell them the things that you're seeing or thinking, when you're going through the whole EMDR process, because it's not easy at all, um, and it's obviously difficult to think about those things, they, it brings up things, like, memories or, like, um, details that you don't really ever want to talk about, but I, the reason why I say that I think it's necessary, um, or I think that for me it's necessary to tell my therapist about it, and I generally think it's a good idea to try is because therapy is like the one place in life where we can tell our therapist anything at all and they when it comes to like you know trauma things and they they cannot tell anyone else and you don't have to worry about like how it will affect the other person because they're a therapist they've like spent their entire life like or at least a lot of their adult life training of how to handle hearing this sort of information. They have, like, their own, like, self-care routines that they do outside of when they work. Um, this is their literal job. So, like, it is their, you are paying them to hear this information. You don't have to worry that they're going to get triggered, that it's going to be, like, too much, that you're trauma dumping. All of those things don't, you don't have to worry about that at all in therapy like it's honestly like refreshing for me that I that's like the only pretty much the only place where I don't have to worry about any of that um so that's why I think that it's a good idea to share those things with them not only just because it's easier for them to figure out what you're thinking and feeling and stuff if you tell them or if you're able to describe it as best as you can but it's also just I think a like nice to have that experience um, so yeah, so one thing I wanted to mention before going into what we did is that 
since my therapist is like quitting the clinic that I see her at in June she's like trying to fit in as much EMDR work as she possibly can in the next few months um until like I will switch over to a new therapist and so um yesterday when I came in I came in at five and uh, instead of my normal time at six and so we did it from for like almost two hours from like five to like 6 45 was my appointment and the last like hour and like 15 minutes was all just like EMDR work and um and like this coming week I'm coming in she basically said like she, she can't really get there any sooner than my appointment time at six like she gets out of work at five and just goes straight here and so she essentially said that like whenever I get to like the office if I get there at like 5 45 which is usually around the time when I do then even if it's only 15 minutes we'll start like early so we can fit in as much as we possibly can for every appointment like um this is kind of the thing that I try to say of why I am so gung-ho with people who have been through trauma to see a trauma therapist and talk to offices with like trauma informed trauma therapists who know what they're doing because um they really do care about you and they really will try to find ways for you to come in and be able to see them even if it doesn't seem like you can afford it they like really work hard to try to work around that because like I saw my therapist for two hours yesterday and she's only going to charge me for an hour of that and she offered to see me like on the weekends if it would be easier to be seen on the weekends and so we would have the main idea of changing the times is so that we could meet when there is nobody that is seeing her after like the session is over so like the reason why she had me come in at five yesterday is because I would come in at six and there would be nobody there before so we would be able to just go over as long as we want without having to worry or like having to suddenly stop because it's a very jarring thing when you're doing EMDR kind of like really heavy like trauma treatment that all of a sudden because like it's almost time is almost up you have to just suddenly like stop like I've never left the office um like upset or anything like she always like makes sure to like calm me back down and everything and like even the sessions that I've had with her where I've where I've like cried a lot during it I I always feel better after I cry so I never have left like feeling upset but that's it's still like a jarring thing to all of a sudden have to stop and go through like some calming exercises if you need to and before you have to like all of a sudden just go home and so like that's why she's having me do this and like this is an example of why I say to like really find good trauma therapists that really jive with you because they will work with you and do whatever they can to help you um yes okay so now to get into like what we actually did in the appointment um one thing that I thought was interesting is that so with EMDR there's usually like three different things that you can use to like follow along with is the only way I know how to describe it like most people when you hear of EMDR you know of like it's like following lights with with your eyes like it's like a little almost like a little menorah but not um and they and like the lights just like go back and forth across it with like different colors as it goes across that's like the thing that most people know I used the light things a couple times when we first started like back in like September of last year when we were just working on like calming skills instead of like doing trauma work um and then there's like these little kind of like paddle things almost that you like hold in your hand it's like they're small they're not even they're like they're they're tiny it's like holding um I don't even know what like uh almost like an old school flip phone style and they like just buzz like every couple seconds um, and they'll, and that's like the thing that I've used the majority of the time as of late. So there's the lights, there's the buzzer things, and then there's headphones. And when you put on the headphones, you hear like a tone every couple seconds. 
Um, so I've used like the headphone things with other therapists. I've done like the holding the things in my hands most of the time. But this time she had me do all three all at the same time. And like, <laughs> this is a little bit of a sidebar, but like I'm someone who, if you can't tell from like these episodes I'm doing of explaining exactly how EMDR is and what happens in a session, I'm one that likes to know as much information as I can about how all of this stuff kind of works. So, um, I saw a video from an account on TikTok. The name is, like, not Jennifer Gardner. She looks exactly like Jennifer Gardner, but she is not her. She is someone who talks about complex PTSD things and is, I think she's in school to be a social worker. I'm not 100% sure what like what her title is but it's going to be something within like the general kind of therapy fields um anyway she made a bit the first video I ever saw from her um before I even followed her on TikTok she was talking about how she intellectualized her emotions a lot which is something that I do like be logical and be like yes I feel this way because of this or this or this but like that doesn't help like your emotions aren't logical they're irrational you just feel things even if you tell yourself that it's not right or correct or helpful to feel that way you still do that anyway um so she talked about how her emdr therapist had her do all three like ways at once like like my therapist did with me to help her like to help her finally be able to stop intellectualizing and that was what made them have like real progress and so yeah so when she asked me to do that because I saw that video and I knew that that was a possibility and I remember when I saw that video that I remember thinking yeah my therapist is probably going to have to do that with me at one point because I'm also very similar to doing that I and I remember I even told my therapist about seeing that video and like what it said um and how I felt like that was similar to how I am so when she asked me to do all three, I wasn't, like, super surprised, and, um, and, like, one thing that I used to do when I first started doing this in, like, September, before I was really completely comfortable with her and, like, trusted her more, is that, like, I used to be scared that I was, like, doing it wrong, <laughs> like, I was worried that I was gonna be, like, wasting my time and her time, that, like, when I would be, like, following the lights back and forth, I would, st- I would be, like, sitting there thinking, okay, like, she's gonna ask me what I feel or what I'm thinking about so you have to think about what like I would be thinking about what I would tell her more than I would be focusing on what I was supposed to be doing because I was more stuck in being scared that I was going to do it wrong or I was going to somehow fail therapy which is not something that a person can do um just putting that out there just because in case like you feel like that you're worried about that that's a very normal thing to do and you kind of work through that with your therapist as more time goes on because I don't feel like that at all anymore um if I don't know if nothing's like if I don't know what to say when she asks me I just tell her I don't know and that's a good enough answer like a therapist isn't asking for a lot if you don't know you can just say so um they're like one of the few people that won't hold that against you so the thing that I said like last week just to like recap about EMDR of like how it, why it works and everything is that um the idea of it is you, they use like the things like the headphones the buzzer things the lights um as a way to almost keep like your brain occupied so that you can and also to keep you like in the present because the idea of it is that you have one foot in the past and one foot in the present. And so they use, like, the EMDR things to kind of, like, keep you here. So you don't get too, like, pulled into the past and start, like, having panic attacks or or even working up to a full-blown flashback or anything like that. And, like, even though I had all three of those things on and I couldn't really hear my therapist as well, when I was doing it, she would even say out loud that, you know, you're here 
in the you're here don't forget about the present da, da, da. and it even though I couldn't completely hear her as well because I had headphones on it still helped me stay in the present and not get too like sucked into the past because especially when you're someone like me who's had a lot of dissociation like I still dissociate a lot but like even just a couple years ago I used to dissociate to the point where I felt like my life wasn't real and that I I would like see myself outside of my own body I would most of the a lot of the trauma memories I have I see myself from the outside of my body um and so they don't want you to dissociate so like that far again and so this is a way to like keep you there while also focusing on what you're seeing in your head um so the memory that I was working that I was thinking about was is like the first memory I really have um, I know this memory is from when I was two because my mom, there's a story attached to it, like a funny, like little kid story that my mom told a lot when I was like growing up. Um, basically this memory is like me when I was like two and I was like, um, like almost like sticking my head around a wall. Like, you know, when you're like hiding and you don't want people to see you. And it was, my parents were arguing, like, my dad was yelling at my mom. And I just remember my dad was angry and yelling at my mom, and my mom was, like, placating him. And the reason why I know when this happened that I was two is because um, I saw, I didn't go to preschool. They, like, took me to, like, a lady's house that was almost, like, a babysitter for me. And, um, and so my mom went to come pick me up um, from that lady's house a couple days after this, I think, and, um, I was saying a swear word, like, all day, like, you know how little kids will just start saying words, my, when my parents were arguing, I heard my dad say, that's a bunch of bullshit, and so then all day, two-year-old me is walking around this babysitter's house saying, this is bullshit, that's bullshit, (laughs) and things like that, and so yeah, um, that's how I know how old I was when this happened, um, so, but the memory either way is me when I was, like, two, seeing, like, hiding, like, behind a wall, basically, like, hearing my parents arguing from another room and looking at them, and, um, and it's, like, it also was, is connected to a memory that I have from when I was 14, when I had to, step in and like literally push my dad off of my mom twice when he was like threatening to like physically hurt her which is not something he usually did but like my role in my family one of the many roles that I had was that I was basically like the one that had to like do that like I was I was the one that had to like take care of my dad like for better or worse however you want to like whatever that entailed that's what I did and so like when things like that happened like when he would start arguing with someone or when someone would just start fighting even if it wasn't him and there was like things were accelerating I felt like it was my responsibility and it pretty much in my family was my responsibility to get involved and like de-escalate things like stop the fight stop the argument and like So when I was remembering, so like the whole thing with EMDR is that the memories that you have that like pop up sometimes that still bother you, they're connected to like things that you feel about yourself or whatever that are affecting your reality today. So those memories, um, especially the first, like both of them really are connected to this, um, idea of me feeling like I have to be on guard all the time that I'm constantly like watching out for people like I've always done that like even with like friends throughout like my entire life whenever I go out somewhere I'm always kind of like watching the other people um I always feel like it's my responsibility to keep everyone else around me safe um and because of that I can never relax like when I'm at home Um, I want to be able to relax and like just chill and 
I can't, like, I sleep with a fan, I always, not just sleep, I have a fan on almost all of the time, because, and, like, because the little noises that, like, would happen in my apartment, um, would, like, put me on edge if I heard people walk by my apartment, I would get scared to the point where I would imagine, like, wanting to hide behind a wall because I would be scared that the person was gonna, like, come to my door and come in and, like, scream at me, which is obviously left over from this sort of memory. And so the idea of EMDR is to process through this memory so that, that, because when I think, when I remembered, so this is the best description I can give for, like, how EMDR works, right? When it first started, when I would picture myself, like, when I would remember it, I saw, like, I would see my parents and I would see my dad's face being angry and yelling and I would see my mom like trying to like arguing with him but also trying to calm him down and things like that and I would have this like overwhelming feeling of like dread and like fear of what was going to happen and also have this feeling like like almost like panic like trying to like that I, and a panic in a way of, like, I need to step in and trying to figure out what to say to, or, like, what I should be doing to make this stop. Like, feeling like it's my responsibility to step in and stop this. Um, like, that's, like, where it started. And, um, yeah, so basically this memory was, is why, like, I have such a hard time relaxing because, like, if you feel like you always have to be on guard 24-7, and if you, and you can, you feel like if you can, you can never drop your guard, because if you do, you think that, like, something bad might happen to you, um, you can never actually really relax. Like, I've talked about this on here forever, like, for over, for a really long time, for, like, almost the entirety of this podcast, honestly. I've always wanted to, like, get like a hotel room for a couple nights just to like you know sleep in a like a bed with like 17 pillows that's like really comfy and um take a shower or like I don't have a swimsuit but if I got a swimsuit to like be able to go to like a hot tub and relax and and like you know pamper myself not have to worry about anything like you don't really have to keep a room like that clean or anything like that because you know you're only there for like a short amount of time just like a nice like staycation kind of thing but I haven't done it because I've been aware for a while that like I can I I still can't relax in a hotel room like even if I'm in like the nicest most relaxing hotel room I always have a hard time sleeping in them because it's the same sort of stuff of when I'm in my apartment at home like if you feel like you have to be on guard everywhere you are and like you like jump and are on like high alert whenever you hear any noise at all in your and like your home or anywhere else you're never you can never like fully relax it doesn't matter where I am like if I'm on vacation or anything I'm not going to be able to do that like that that like problem is going to be there as long as I'm feeling like this um and so that's like what the goal was and honestly um this is like wild because today like I honestly feel like I've been like way more relaxed at home today like my fan isn't on and it hasn't been on for a good part of the day today and I haven't like jumped or gotten scared or felt like I needed to go hide or anything like that so far today like I turned the fan off at some point today just to almost like test myself to see what would happen because I felt like more relaxed like there was a couple times um that like my cats like one of them would like knock something over and before when that would happen I would like get up to like see what they knocked over because I would get like worried that it was like someone like banging on my door or something and not them but like that didn't happen today there were a couple times where things like that happened and I would just say like my cat's names and get them to come up on my bed and stop like running amok in my apartment when I was working 
And, like, that alone is, like, a huge, um, improvement. So, I don't know if that helps someone listening to this, like, when I continue listening to me ramble about this, because I think I said this earlier, but I genuinely don't know, like, if it's normal for things like that to, for it to, like, work that quickly, um, I think that it's just a situation of kind of, like, a perfect storm of good things for me that I've been seeing this therapist for a year at this point and that it's been long enough where I trust her and um and I know enough about therapy and stuff I think too to recognize that like I kind of know how generally how EMDR works um like after I figured out kind of like the the connection between the memories and like the thoughts and opinions you have of yourself um it helped me figure out like how it works and why it works which makes it easier for me to kind of trust what I'm doing and not second guess everything because essentially this next part that I'm explaining with like what you actually do EMDR is like weird in the way that all of it is like objectively weird but the part of it that seems strange and is always kind of a little bit weird is that when you're doing it when you're like when I was like listening to the noises and holding the like paddle things and watching the lights go back and forth um you're like focusing on the memory that you're working on in your head and the main thing with EMDR I think which is like the key for it to work for you is to kind of like let any expectations go and just kind of let whatever happened whatever happens happen inside your head and even if it doesn't seem even if it seems weird or if it like doesn't seem like you don't know why you're doing that or thinking that or or seeing that or whatever just kind of like following like letting your brain do what it wants to do and like following its lead and kind of working through things um so by that I mean like like when I saw it when I when I started doing this I started picturing myself when I was little and I would talk about how I like wanted to get away from my parents but I was afraid to um and so I would like for a lot of the session I like would swap back and forth between the memory when I was like two and then the memory when I was 14 So the memory when I was two was when I saw them yelling at each other. The memory when I was 14 was when I had to, like, step in and literally push my dad off of my mom. And so they're connected in my head because they're the same, like, issue of me feeling like I always had to be the one to, like, protect everyone from my dad. I had to be the one to take care of him. If there was a problem, I I felt like... that it was my role in the family to step in and stop it, that I didn't have the option of, like, not getting involved. And so, like, when I was, so when I was doing, working on this memory, I would kind of switch back and forth between the two. And so, like, when I was, so as we started concentrating on it more and working on it more, the one when I was little, like, when I was two, I was... I started to be able to, like, basically protect my younger self. Like, I saw myself... It's interesting how, like, your brain will do things like this. Um, Is that, like, I know that there's this other memory of me that my parents told me about as, like, a cute story when I was around that age. And I have, like, little bits of memories of it. (laughs) Of um, my mom baking a bunch of chocolate chip cookies and me and her saying that I can't have any or something um and me taking some off of the counter and running to hide in my room to like eat a bunch of them and her walking in and catching me doing that um and so when I started working on these memories for a while eventually my like two-year-old self I saw like it was just it was like me now um helping like my inner child I know people talk about inner child stuff, but this always comes up when you do EMDR. And so in, like, when I pictured, like, the memory when I was two, 
I, like, came up to, like, younger me and, and, like, gave her a bunch of cookies to, like, comfort her and told her to go outside to get away from my parents. Um, and that, like, became, like, a whole thing. Like, I first, she, like, first would, like, run and, like, hide behind a tree and be, like, looking at the house and, but, like, she was at least, like, outside, far enough away from them. Um, and then eventually I, like, my, my, like, always super calming place is always being, like, at a lake, like, sitting on a dock or in a boat. And so we were basically doing that because, like, actually the house where this happened when I was two had, was on a lake that had, like, a dock and stuff. And so we were down there. And so then this memory became interesting because my two-year-old self was able to relax because me as me was comforting her and telling her to relax but me how I am now was not able to relax it was like the same problem where I wasn't able to relax because I was like always looking back and like waiting for the moment when my parents would like come looking for us to yell at us because we had somehow done something wrong because I had let like my past self get away from them when they were screaming at each other like I can so clearly remember thinking like when I started first processing this the two-year-old memory that like I was only two I I am not I should not have felt like I needed to do something to um to stop them from arguing and it's always connected to like me when I'm older and me now of that idea of like I should have been able to be a kid I sh- it wasn't my responsibility to like solve my family's problems or be like the peacekeeper for everyone even though it was I shouldn't have had to do that I should have been, been able to just be a kid and not have to have that responsibility so like that's why I started taking care of like my little like two-year-old self to like do that um but then I like started focusing on the memory when I was 14 and in that memory it was really interesting because I like it was like my brain was like problem solving because in that memory I was the how that memory goes is um I like pushed my dad off of my mom twice my mom my sister calls my sister is like calling my name for help which is why I I realized it was time for me to get involved and like that feeling of like dread and fear and like just like there's no escape like there's no way that I can't get involved like Cassie my sister is asking me for help I can't just not help is like feeling like I'm trapped and doing this even though I don't want to do this I don't want to have to handle this I want to be able to just walk away from this so like in that memory I kept like almost problem solving trying to find ways for me to get away like I would, like, imagine myself, like, walking out of the, out of our house and, like, standing outside. I would, like, imagine me trying to get my sister to come with me. Um, I would, like, think about, like, maybe we could hide in our room. And I was, and I would keep trying to think of things that I could say to my sister to, like, convince her that it was okay for us to, like, leave or that it was okay for me to not have to handle this. And, like, it's, like, amazing kind of when you do this sort of stuff and just kind of let your mind go. Like, the things that you'll kind of think um, when you're, like, working through these things. So, like, the thing that I thought um, that was, like, honestly kind of, like, a big it was, like, a big moment for me to almost, like, fully realize what this would have been like, is, like, um, when I was thinking, when I was trying to convince myself in, like, that memory of me when I was 14, to, like, walk down the stairs, like, walk past my parents fighting, and to, like, just walk outside, and to not be involved, not get involved, not, like, do anything, but I felt, like, so outrageously guilty, at the idea of leaving my mom alone in there with my dad and not helping her and just leaving her to deal with him and not helping her get him off of her and like 
then thinking like if something else really bad happens it's going to be my fault and the thing that was really like like a big like thing almost for me to think was that when I thought like you know I can't just abandon my mom in there and leave her alone with him my brain immediately thought yeah but that's what she did to you and like that is true like that is objectively true I knew this already but like because I was like in this EMDR place where I was like feeling the emotions of that memory and even though like I wasn't able to actually walk away and get away when this actually happened um the way that EMDR works is that you kind of like feel everything that you would feel if you were able to do these sort of things and it like the the feeling of like I can't abandon my mom I can't leave her to deal with him is the reason why I was always, like, stepping in and doing these things for her and, like, for other people in the family. So, like, even if this isn't what happened, this is, like, the emotions of how I feel when I think about this stuff, um, if that makes sense. And so when I, so when I thought that, I was like, oh my god, like, that is absolutely true. But it was, like, a new, it was almost like a revelation in a way because when I was thinking that I was like feeling how guilty I felt like so guilty like I had like like I always chest pain is like always like the worst anxiety for me I had like a ton of chest pain and I just felt so guilty and like almost like shameful and like could never imagine leaving her like that and I was like I can never I could never do that and like so for my brain to immediately think she did this to you it was it was almost like oh oh shit she did do this to me like she did leave me with him and just abandon me there like I know that that is true but it's it was almost like another way that my brain was like showing me like just how horrific what she did was um and it was interesting because I told my therapist that and it looked like it surprised her that I thought that and or like was like a big thing for me to realize and I told her like even though she did that to me I can't do that to her I just can't like I can't I can't and so like that memory when I was 14 I like like I said I kept trying to problem solve I kept trying to find a way like trying to think of something that I thought would um the thing that I got I kept getting stuck on that was like a loop which happens sometimes in EMDR where you get in a like a loop of um trying to deal with a memory when it's not completely like worked all the way through like even though I worked on like the first like sexual abuse memory that the loop thing also happened with that one um but like this one it was like a loop of me trying to think of something I could say to convince my sister that it was okay for us to just like leave and not help mom and no matter what I all the time that I thought like trying to think of something I could not think of anything that I thought would convince her to like come with me and this is like a whole other issue with me is that like I couldn't leave not just my mom I also wasn't going to leave if my sister wasn't with me either and because and I like just instinctively knew like I could just like picture in my mind me trying to get her to leave and her screaming at me like my sister screaming at me saying that I was a horrible person and how the fuck could you do that and da 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 and like that sort of stuff is the sort of things that she would yell at me at that age when we would get in fights and stuff so uh yeah um but it's like that that's like a huge part of like a lot of things that have been so damaging to me is that like I felt like I felt like I couldn't leave if my sister wasn't going to come with me even though my sister in this memory was screaming at me for wanting to help protect her to get her away from my parents she was also screaming at me for even bringing that up and thinking that I was a horrible person for wanting to do that um 
yeah, that's just, like, so emblematic of my life. Not only that, but also the fact that I, like, couldn't think of a way to, like, get away. And I just remember that memory, the last thing I remember is, like, just standing outside of the house and hearing them screaming and knowing that I had to go back inside and wanting, like, so badly to never go back inside. Like, just to leave and never come back and but knowing that there was like nothing that I could do that I would have to go back in at one point and deal with them because I couldn't think of another way not to um so like since that memory was like stuck and like I couldn't like get past those barriers um we switched back to the memory when I was younger and like that one made like huge progress like um, I, instead of seeing, being, like, in the house, like, right next to my parents, like, where the memory actually took place, where I was, like, hiding behind a wall, little wall and, like, peeking around, I saw myself outside, like, I was outside in, like, our backyard, and I was, like, sitting outside underneath a tree, relaxing, and I was actually, like, relaxed, like, I was calm, I wasn't, I couldn't hear them screaming at each other, I knew that they were doing it, but I, like, also knew that it, like, wasn't like something that I had to deal with it wasn't my responsibility I was just like outside trying to relax and like listening and like not listening to them but like just kind of waiting for whatever was happening to be over and waiting for one of them to come outside to come get me um it's like a surreal thing like the last it took like an you know over an hour but the last two or three times that I did it when I, like, when my therapist told me to, like, picture the, you know, original memory when I was two again, instead of seeing it, like, where I was hiding behind a wall, I could only picture it as me from outside, and I didn't feel that feeling of fear or dread anymore, I didn't feel that feeling of knowing that I had to, like, step in and get involved, but, and, like, being afraid because I didn't know how to handle it, I didn't feel like this, like, um, responsibility to, to be the one to help them anymore, and it was, like, super nice, because, like, the last two times I did it, I just saw, like, younger me sitting outside, like, underneath a tree eating some fucking cookies, and, (laughs) um, and that's it, like, and so, um, yeah, that, that was, like, a lot of, like, EMDR work, but that's, just like, there's, there were some more, th- like, bits and pieces as you go through it, but the main thing with EMDR is this, is this sort of thing, and the main idea with EMDR is honestly to, like, be very honest about what you see, and also to, like, let your brain kind of go where it needs to in order to process through what you're feeling, Like, for me, these two memories were connected because it was the same idea. So me switching back and forth between those two, even though they were very different memories at very different times of my life, they, I just, like, let it happen. And when I, like, try, started taking care of my younger self and, like, comforting it and, like, finding ways to deal with it, like, the issues that I had, the things that I was afraid of, just kind of naturally progressed and I just kind of let it happen like I feel like when I was when I first tried EMDR I was really wrapped up in the idea because like I remember my therapist back then which wasn't like 2019 right before I went into a dream program she told me that like EMDR can sometimes like change memories and like but the way I saw it was almost like I can almost like delete a memory in a way and like re-remember it in a different way but this is really the way that that is supposed to happen like I didn't actively tell myself to do any of that I didn't tell myself okay go give like your younger self a fucking cookie or like go take like your younger self down to like the lake or do this or do that I just ended up doing that because it was like a very natural thing for me to want to do like I love lakes I love boats, I love, that's, like, the most, like, I've, like, I always want to go back, and, like, my, like, this is, like, um, very Midwestern, but one of the things that I, like, fantasize about, 
when I rem- when I like imagine a crazy dream scenario of like someone I don't know dying and like bestowing on me a, a shit ton of money where I could like not have to worry about working for the rest of my life you know the whole if I win the lottery scenario part of that scenario for me would be being able to like rent out a cabin on um on a lake and to be able to just sit like on like a dock on a lake with like a boat and be that is like the ultimate like form of relaxation for me so it makes sense like and it's very logical for my like brain to imagine me taking my like um my inner child down to a lake so we can sit on the dock and like look at the sunset and feel calm and relaxed and peaceful and happy because that's what makes me feel happy but like even though that makes sense I wasn't like actively like planning it out in my mind that any of those things were going to happen when I was imagining the memory when I was older when I was 14 I wasn't like telling myself okay try this next do this next do that next I just kind of let like my brain like do what it wanted to do and just kind of trusted what it was like trying to work out instead of like questioning what I was trying to do or like more importantly I think like trying to take control of what I was doing like it's a very like stereotypical thing to say about like trauma therapy work but you really can't be in control of it all you have to like give up some of that which is really scary for us but you kind of have to in order to really be able to do what you need to do in order to really get to like the root of your problems like if I was trying to control that memory when I was 14 it would like I've worked tried to work on that memory with that other therapist in 2019 and it was interesting because I like remembered the things that I tried to do then and I like I like thought about them but they like didn't work like the thing that I tried to do in 2019 was like I tried to imagine in that memory instead of like me having to push my mom off of my dad me running into my sister's room and bringing her into my mom's room where I was sitting at the time when this all started happening and us like putting on headphones and listening to music so we couldn't hear what they were doing or what was going on outside the door um and so in this memory when I started when my brain started trying to think or this time when I was working on this memory I mean when I started to try to think of like different things that I could do to when I started to try to think of things I could do to try to convince my sister to like leave and like leave my parents to deal with their own shit themselves instead of us having to deal with it or or making me deal with it one of the things I thought of was like maybe we could hide in here but my brain was immediately like no that would never work like that doesn't make any sense we'll we'll still be able to hear everything that's going on we're never going to be able to do that and so it's like a difference of I feel like in 2019 I was still wanting to like be in control of everything I wasn't completely ready yet to just kind of like give up control of that and just kind of let my brain do what it wants to do with like the help and focus of my therapist um and like it's a big difference between the therapist I had in 2019 and the one that I have now I I've been seeing this therapist much longer she established almost an entire year of like trust and treatment and stuff before we ever started doing any of this stuff so um there's way 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 more like trust in myself and her and what we're doing than I had in 2019 but it's just interesting for me now to like think of those memories and like the different ways I tried to handle them and the fact that they and like the difference between how I felt when I worked on them and how I feel even now like the thing that happened in 2019 if you want if it's helpful to hear like a comparison when I worked on memories like this in 2019 um and I would just basically act like I was almost like was a director of my own life and was like rewriting scenes and rewriting and like having something different happen even if it wasn't like the natural thing that I thought that my brain seemed to be working towards I would just try to do that when I would do that I would feel better for like a week or so and then whatever like happy effect changing that memory had on my head 
would go away and I would be even more depressed than I was before. And so, like, that's what made my therapist that I was seeing at that time put me into the treatment program that I went into that had such a huge, like, positive impact on my life. Um, because, like, EMDR wasn't working. It would work for, like, a week and then it would, I would end up even more depressed than I was before I did it. And I think the reason now that I've, now that it's been, like, what, uh, almost three years since that happened, working on almost three years since all of that, and I have more perspective, I think the reason why it didn't last, um, then is because I wasn't getting to, like, the root of the issue, like, changing the memory to something different, even if it was something good that would, like, that's, even if it was, like, having me and my sister hide in my mom's room and listen to music so that we didn't have to hear what was going on with my parents, it wasn't actually, like, working through, like, the emotion behind that memory. So, like, the emotion behind that memory was feeling like I'm responsible for, like, taking care of my dad and, like, handling these family problems and, like, the anxiety and fear and, like, dread of not wanting to deal with this, wanting to be able to still be a kid, but knowing that no matter what I do, I can't, there, I would always have to be the one to deal with all of this shit from, like, a very young age going forward. Um, and so, like, even though I, like, basically copy-pasted the memory into being something else that I liked better, the, like, emotional, like, connection to that, like, like, the emotions that was connected to that memory wasn't worked through. It wasn't dealt with. It was that, those didn't change. I still felt that same dread. Like, when I, I remember when I, like, imagined me and my sister in our room hiding I was still very aware that, like, my parents were on the other side of the door fighting and that I would have to deal with them at some point, but we were just trying to avoid, and that was basically all that was, was us trying, me trying to avoid. It wasn't actually, like, working on the entire idea that it wasn't my responsibility to have to do this, that, like, my mom should never have allowed, like, and my dad, for that matter, should never have allowed me to be in the role of taking care of everyone else I should have been able to be a child instead of being like the most adult person in my entire family um but like that shouldn't have been how it was but like before I think that the reason why it would only work for like a week and then I would end up even more depressed than I was is because like that the feeling about myself when I thought about those memories was still there like the emotional side was still there and it wasn't worked through so like I would get like a break from it for a while and then it would just come right back and it would be almost worse because I it's almost like all of the emotions from like that week that I wasn't really feeling it would all hit me all at once and um it would be even more overwhelming on top of everything else that I was already dealing with at that time And so, like, that's the best way that I have to explain, like, why I think it didn't have, like, any real effect in 2019, where I, where, like, up until I started doing this trauma work, I didn't know if EMDR would work with me. I honestly thought for a while that it, it wouldn't, um, but it, it wasn't that it didn't work. I just needed someone who, like, completely knew what they were doing, honestly, and took the time to, like, really like set up trust with me and got me to the point where I could really do this sort of work and trust that I wasn't doing it wrong and like just like let myself go and like see what would happen because legitimately I've been fine here today all day like my fan has been off since like 11 a.m this morning and I haven't gotten like scared by any noises in my apartment or in my hallway or anything at all, which is, like, shocking. Um, that's generally, like, amazing. And it's, like, wild to think that, like, doing, like, two hours of, like, trauma work like that could possibly help me 
like work through something like that that's like been affecting me for for like my entire life but it's like I said before it's one of those weird things that like even though it was only like two hours of my time and it sounds ridiculous to think that only two hours of that could possibly help get rid of a lot of that anxiety so I could actually like relax like actually be able to relax and like when I would go on like a staycation or whatever or a full-on vacation soon that I would actually be able to sleep in a hotel room and chill without being quite as quite on edge as I usually am um like this like that feeling hasn't completely gone away obviously it's not like one time it's done it's like super improved but like that other memory I have from when I was older still needs to be worked through and it will be like I'm going to be doing this with this therapist for the next few months this was just one session um but it is like one of those weird things of like I have been working up to this point with this therapist for over a year and I've also been working up to this point in therapy for like my entire life like it's taken this long for me to get to the point where I feel ready to like really put my to like trust somebody else to trust that she's not going to lead me down a bad path and like leave me in a place where I'm like not mentally okay even more than I already not already am not all right um and just kind of like also trust my own mind and trust that like let my brain kind of like work through these things even if it doesn't seem to make sense to me just like letting it happen instead of trying to force it to go a certain way because I think that way is more logical I guess that's the best thing I can say to like try to close this episode like I never know how to end these episodes but um as like stereotypical as it is to sound like talking about trauma therapy and all that I think the key to it all is like letting go of control of being able to like let go of the idea of controlling everything that happens and instead just like letting yourself feel it because like this is something that is always hard for me when I run into people that clearly are trying to do are trying to like get themselves help with whatever it happens to be it's so hard watching somebody kind of hit that wall where they where they like keep trying to be logical about the things that they're feeling like someone that I'm friends with online recently was has like struggles with eating disorder and she has gone to like eating disorder treatment programs a couple times and she recently went to one and she was like upset because she was like the person the therapist in charge of group today didn't believe me when I said that like um when people start talking about going on diets and stuff that it doesn't make me think of like negative thoughts about myself and um she said out loud like oh well I know that other people talking about their insecurities like it's not right for me to like hear other people talking about that and like have it and like take that on myself basically and it like when she was telling that story I told her like your therapist probably thought that you were that when they asked you like what when you hear someone say that what does it make you think inside your head they probably thought that you were just not being honest and like not being vulnerable and not willing to be vulnerable in that moment and she's like yeah that's what my therapist said and it was like yeah that's the part that's so hard when you're um when you see people like her like I wish still that I could convince her to like actually be vulnerable because I'm sorry no matter what she says when you have like issues like that like an eating disorder and like the reasons why you have a negative body image and things like that is because when you see other people you hear other people talk about things it does spark those thoughts in your mind but it's like one of those things with her is that she is extremely extremely logical like very 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 logic based like she is one of those like uber organized like type a to the max kind of people like in her treatment program she didn't even like they do they have art classes usually she didn't even like let herself draw in art 
And so it's, like, if you can't even, like, be in touch and, like, invulnerable, even with yourself, in order to let yourself make art that doesn't have to mean anything besides what you want it to be, you're not, like, being vulnerable enough and, like, almost fragile enough in order to really get to the root of why you have these negative thoughts about yourself. And so, like, I feel like half the thing with, like, trying to help people is realizing that, like, sometimes people just aren't ready. Like, that girl, I desperately want her to get to the point where she finally, like, lets herself, like, really be a person. Like, you know, really connects her inner child, lets herself be creative and artistic, and it doesn't matter if she does it wrong. Just, like, letting herself be, like, make art and make mistakes and be honest and, like, raw about, like, what she's actually thinking and feeling because that's what's really going to help, that's what's really going to lead to, like, her having a breakthrough with her own treatment so that she doesn't continue to, like, get stuck in, like, this cycle with her eating disorder where it gets better for a while until it gets worse again. Um, but, like, at the same time, if she's not ready for that, there's nothing that I can say to, like, help that progress happen faster. So I just, like, I've learned over the last, like, year or so especially to, like, just walk away from people, like, know when to stop. Because if I, like, try to push and try to say things to try to get someone to do something they're not ready to do, they're just gonna end up getting mad at me and it'll be a much worse situation. I've done this many times in the past, if you can't tell. So this is, like, something that I figured out that, like, as hard as it is, to like have to hold back like I do that all the time with people holding back on what I'm going to say to them because I know that I can tell that they're not completely ready to really think about that yet and I don't want to make things worse um but anyway the reason why I told that story is just that it's not easy to like be to really be like emotionally vulnerable like that in that way and it's not easy to like watch people kind of struggle um, before they're completely ready for it, but the best advice that I can give people is just to, like, as hard as it is, to, like, let yourself feel your emotions, even if they don't make sense. Like, that's what made me think of that story with that girl, is that it doesn't, for, for that story that she was telling, yeah, logically, other people talking about their own issues with their own body doesn't, it's not fair for her to hear that and immediately start thinking about herself but that's not how emotions work and especially like when you get triggered by other people or if you get triggered by things like yeah it's not exactly fair to be triggered by things but you're going to be anyway like when like there are people on there's a couple people on social media that talk a little too openly about sex like nothing like super explicit they're just like making jokes about it but they joke too much about it for me where their jokes are like too close to describing the actual things that you do that like reminds me of my own like traumatic memories where even though I wish that I could I can't follow those people on social media I can't like watch like their YouTube videos and stuff because whenever I do it always gets to a point where it's like too much for me and yeah I can say that it's not fair of me to not be able to watch their content when I like them and they have done nothing wrong because they're just saying things that trigger me but that's like part of the whole thing is that when you have like serious trauma things in your past that trigger you like, the, that's going to happen whether you think that it's logical for you to feel that way or not. Like, the thing that makes it, makes all of this work worth it is when you, like, stop arguing with yourself about whether you're allowed to have feelings or not or try to control what your feelings are and just, like, let them be. And instead of trying to control them, letting them be how they are and just kind of dealing with it. Like, ever since I've been way more self-aware with how I'm feeling and why I feel that way, like, a lot of life has become much easier. Um, like, what I was just saying, like, being able to walk away from that girl, even though I really wish I could get through to her, 
because I know that she's not ready to listen to me yet and if I pushed it it would just make the situation worse um like being able to do that because I can be self-aware now about my own emotions and how I'm feeling and knowing whether talking to this person is going to be something good or bad for me like I think that that's the best thing I can say about like EMDR to try to sum this up finally is that like the way down through like this work where it actually has like a positive effect on you is to just you have to kind of like let yourself feel everything and stop telling yourself that what you're feeling isn't right or trying to like be logical and control things in any sort of way you can't do that you you can't like emotions can't be controlled by like a rational brain you just kind of like have to let all the different emdr things we do the lights the paddle things the headphones and all that you just kind of have to let like your brain like focus on that stuff um and like so you can drift away and kind of let it do what it wants to do instead of like trying to like almost outthink it because I feel like that's really the way that you can have real progress with this and it's like such big progress that it's absolutely like worth it like between being able to be in my apartment all day without like jumping about loud noises and the other like the sexual abuse memories made me it sounds weird but it like made me feel less pressure with like hearing from people and especially with my sister it's helped me be able to like you know um feel like I am allowed to like not contact my sister all the time that I don't like if you could tell from that memory that I talked about I still feel like responsible for her I still feel like I can't do things with unless she is going to come with me so me like push pulling back and like not talking to her all the time not feeling like I need to be the one to continue our communication like letting it be whatever it is um and like not putting that pressure on myself and not feeling a responsibility towards her is a really big thing for me and a really good sign and both of these things wouldn't have happened if I wasn't able to just let myself feel everything as hard as it is and go through this whole process so yeah I think I'm finally gonna stop talking (laughs) I generally hope this helps someone like figure out this whole process I'll talk to you guys soon